boom what is happening thank you so much for coming here to listen to this and hopefully you're gonna stay and listen to some more as well so this is episode one i want to get some stuff out of the way immediately and i want to thank evan doherty the absolute legend for letting us use his studio to record this thank you evan you boss and um, i want to talk about the name a little bit so resonant dialogue and um, while i was talking to mark this came up and i was at a live recording of mark's podcast actually with his friend paul walsh who's an absolute beaut and i'd been listening to the podcast before and this term had come up a couple of times which was dialogue that resonates and while i was at the live recording i actually wrote that down just as a note to myself and while we were recording with Mark, uh, after we were recording, he asked me what I was going to call the the podcast, and I still hadn't, uh, I still hadn't really decided. I was struggling with a couple of different, a couple of different names. Um, Hero's Journey was one of them. Hero's Quest, and you know, people felt that that might scare some people off and stuff. So anyway, I was talking to Mark, and and this term came up again. Dialogue that resonates, and Mark very kindly gifted the title to me essentially so i didn't want to be straight plagiaristic and just rub the title as is so resonant dialogue was a version that i thought suited because that's exactly kind of what i'm trying to do with this which is have resonant conversations with people that um that make people think maybe a little bit so thank you boys i appreciate it very much we had some sound issues initially with this recording. Uh, Mark went on a beautiful, epic rant for about 10-15 minutes. And then we realised that the card was faulty and it wasn't actually recording. So we had to change cards up and restart again. Which is why it might sound a little bit clunky at the start. But I've just left it as is. There's no editing. And that's the way I want this to go. I don't want to edit anything. I just want to put it out as is, as it was intended. So... It may seem a little bit clunky at the start, but we get into the flow straight away. So please bear with me. I'm still figuring out sound issues, microphones, all that type of stuff. So, um, The kind of theme of this whole thing is basically looking at the human as a whole. Mental, physical, spiritual, well-being, health and performance in those three realms. Uh, because... I've been in the physical game for a long time and I've come to realize that you cannot separate the mental and the spiritual from the well-being of the human. So there's no point in being a physical specimen if you don't have the ability to emotionally connect to your partner or your family or if you can't ponder the bigger issues in life or, you know, there's it's no good to you being physically great or just being academically great and having no physical health so we need to embrace these three areas and become the best most well-rounded humans that we can be and which basically gives me the mandate to talk about anything that i want <laughs> essentially so the other thing that underlying kind of theme here is to have solid conversations with cool people about what it means 
to be a human in these really strange times that we live in now so yeah it's come to the stage where you nearly have to sit down and turn a recorder or a camera on just to avoid getting distracted and have a good conversation so if that's what needs to be done that's what needs to be done and if we can put some information out into the world that resonates with people then all the better and uh, i'll be over the moon if people connect with this in any way but it's also selfish in that i just want to have good conversations with people so let's talk about mark a little bit mark is a fabulous artist and photographer and he is a filmmaker he's a thinker deep thinker and he's a great speaker he puts his vocalizes his ideas and his concepts very well and i love listening to him talk and he's generally just a super inspirational guy he's got so much going on that it makes me look at my own stuff and think i gotta get my shit together now and rev the engine up you know so i love being around people like that who make me want to push on and fire on and mark is definitely one of those people who's got so much great stuff going on and has also managed to maintain his authentic self and, and not let work and his projection out into the world to affect his values and his ethics and who he is as a person and that's quite hard to do and that's one of the main reasons that i've got him on here to talk about his journey with ayahuasca because that's definitely something that contributes to that kind of mentality so enough of me waffling on anyway you can get mark at www.markwilliamlogan.com he's got lots of his art up there you can check all of that beautiful stuff out on instagram you can find him at mark william logan and mark also has his own podcast which i'll talk about a bit with paul walsh who is another absolute beautiful human and they are at at they are at truth bangers on instagram you can find links to all of their episodes up there and i highly recommend going and listening to those boys speak some truth so without further ado please enjoy if you liked it please share it or let people know or send it to somebody or whatever you do and if there's any issues with the sound or anything like that just maybe drop me a line and let me know uh, or if there's issues with publishing to different platforms etc anyway enough enjoy let me know what you think adios muchachos yeah all right we're back we're live lovely we had some issues where will we start from the start again go wherever you want okay so what were we talking about let's get straight in so i was yeah. i was saying basically we, i haven't i haven't heard about your journey yeah um, where i was good mm-hmm. uh, even though we've known each other for a fair while now i know of your that you have had experiences so yeah i'm interested to hear your experience firsthand first of all and then we can get into some other stuff and then um, I think the reason for this is like it's important for people to hear different different uh, perspectives on this stuff mm-hmm. because like my experience is probably completely different to your experience mm-hmm. and like i know brian who will be talking as well like his experience is probably completely different again and mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing about like these plant medicines is that like it's not like a drug where you approach this thing with just the experience is going to be the same for mm-hmm. everyone you know mm-hmm. it's like it's very much to do with you 
yeah. and how how you express the lessons that you learn from I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. it's so personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the reasons I came on today and to talk to you about this is to demystify ayahuasca and take the kind of woo-woo hipster culture around it, out of it, uh, for anyone that's listening to this. Because um, for me, it's um, it really is a medicine. And it's, uh, it's something that we have used as human beings for thousands of years, not just like centuries, like thousands of years. And as we evolve as humans, we're getting so much further away from our true nature and that's something that you pursue when you invest your time and energy in on a daily basis with getting people back in touch with the wild part of themselves but also getting them back in touch with the true part of themselves and parts of themselves that aren't conditioned by um, corporations or media or you know uh, toxic masculinity or uh, toxic femininity even Mm -hmm. or peer groups that aren't good so for me um, ayahuasca and that's why we probably haven't had to go deep on it because we feel the growth of one another and there's like almost even though your experience of the medicine might have been totally different to mine um, there's a mutual understanding of oh okay that person is looking to do work on themselves and is looking to heal parts of themselves or they're not afraid to, to look at themselves and I think that's ultimately it's a form of therapy but it's also a form of insight mm-hmm. like um, one of the one of the things I, I that really tweaked me about it when I was uh, going deep on, on this kind of sacred plant uh, combination is that uh, there's a book written by a guy called Jeremy Narby called Intelligence in Nature okay. and it basically just speaks about how a group of scientists went to the Amazon and uh, they were studying this research and they had this research that they were sitting on for so long and after sitting with a shaman in ceremony with you know in a holistic space they all came away from ceremony saying that there was no new information there was just a greater understanding of the information that they had and they were able to solve the problem further and move forward so i feel like yeah a part of this conversation for me is to to just open people's minds up to uh to ayahuasca as a potential tool that they may use in their lives because it's had a massive benefit on me and who i am you can ask my mother you can ask anybody not that i was living in a bad way before but just they see its positive effects on my life and on who I am. Uh, but also as a part of an ongoing process of self-development, a part of an ongoing journey. It's not a miracle drug. It's not a, it's not a drug first and foremost. It's not something that's going to just change everything. But if you're already starting on the path of trying to improve your life and trying to live better and live more in line with your true nature, then um, this medicine is for you and it's something that can help you, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you touched on some interesting stuff there. Like, one thing that I always think of is like, I suppose after my own experience, uh, it's not like people maybe approach it now a little bit flippantly. So uh, people hear about this thing and it's like, oh, yeah, I was. I want to go and do that. And it's like nearly this uh, like recreational kind of almost like, like a uh, checklist. Or yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, like a badge of honor. Mm. And like, it's actually like for me personally, I don't know about you. I want to hear about this from you but like for me when I came back it was very difficult like for me for, for a long period of time like, yeah like I would say I went through a year maybe longer of just like a real darkness like for me you know and well, like, where was that coming from well I think I had a lot of stuff going on you know like in terms of like I was going through like I had been in the army for 
like way too long. It was at a point where I just like hated that. I didn't want to be there. Um, I had set up a business outside with a friend and that was my get out strategy, you know, and then that all went tits up. I lost my best friend in the process at the time. The betrayal happened and like there was lots of things that went on that all at, at once. Mm -hmm. That just, plus the fact that after I'd gone and done the ayahuasca and came back, I was like a lot more raw and kind of open as I'm sure you know mm -hmm. when you come back you have this like openness where it's like everything is really raw so. sensitive yeah yeah so and like for it was really 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 fucking hard for me to to reintegrate and to actually implement the stuff that I wanted to implement from the ceremonies you know and uh, I think that would like that's why I wouldn't just say to people, yeah, go do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would say to people, like, be cautious and make sure that this is something that you really want to do because, like, you're gonna look at some shit that you don't want to see. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, and you have to be prepared for that, yeah. Yeah, like you, yeah, you're going to do this. You better be prepared for like big changes to happen. Mm -hmm. you know? Like I would say, I've my friend circle, my, the people that I'm, I'm around has changed and shifted and like a lot of people have gone, but a lot of amazing people have come, you know, mm -hmm. like yourself and, yeah. and lots of people that, that have a different way of looking at things and that's amazing. But at the same time, it's always hard, like when you feel yourself shifting away from mm -hmm. other people as well, but like just embracing that and kind of trying to be at peace with it is. Would you say that you're more since since coming back from having your journey with the medicine that you're more in line or you feel more in line with your true nature than you did before yeah look the, the one big thing for me that i realized while i was there and um, was that i wasn't expressing myself like truly i wasn't i wasn't putting my true self out into the world you know um, that's massive. Yeah, like it was a sh it was a shell that was put out, and that's loads of reasons for that. And we all have this stuff where, like, growing up, I had to put out this like machismo shell, and I had to like if, in order to protect myself. That was necessary, like, for me the way I grew up. It wasn't it wasn't an option. Um, and then the army, of course, on top of that didn't help. That's like that's super, just a lot of conditioning yeah, there, you know, super fear based as well. Just the general societal conditioning that men pick up of, you know, we're supposed to be this fucking John Wayne character and, you know, the lone cowboy with zero feelings that just, like, absorbs everything and, and mm -hmm. is still, like, a moral, virtuous person. Mm -hmm. Like, that's such a hard balance to strike and ultimately it, it, it turns out bad. Mm. You know, that's... It's unhealthy. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not... It's imbalance. Exactly. Because it's not... It's not yeah. showing vulnerability or emotion. You're not releasing any of the things in a healthy way, you know? Exactly. So for me, it was just like, wow, I, I like... Then there was the whole process of just trying to figure out who the fuck I am. <laughs> you know, and that was the real thing. If I'm not all of these things, mm. then who am I? Yeah. And that's so scary for, for anyone yeah, to face. Yeah. But exciting at the same time, you know? Well, it's like, it's, it's truth. Adventure, you know, of like, yeah. And I equate that to like the hero's journey, you know, this thing of like, and like a, a medicine journey is like that. It's like you get separated. All the stages of the hero's journey are present in a medicine journey, you know? It's like all of those stages are right there, um, including the coming back with the treasure and, you know, sharing that with your, with your tribe, which is like enlightenment in some, in some regard about yourself, you know? Just, just, just for anyone who's listening, I just don't, the hero's journey is for everyone. 
Do you know what I mean? I just don't want to, because I think people, if they don't know that, they could misunderstand that. And I know, yeah. I know the place you mean it from. But as in, like, the hero's journey is, is going... How would you describe the hero's journey? The, well, like, the hero's journey is is a... Like, Carl Jung, the, the great psychologist, uh, kind of penned the hero's journey. And he, he, it was it was seen in all mythology that there's these, like, stories from all, all uh, cultures in the world. They have these similar kind of storylines and, and basically all of these myths and legends they they represent a journey into ourselves to a certain extent you know and like so saint george going out and slaying the dragon like the dragon represents your own issues and problems and insecurities and the idea is that like by slaying the dragon you are facing down your own issues before they kill you basically mm-hmm. before they make your life hell mm-hmm. you know um and that is the hero. The hero's journey and the hero's mentality is it, yeah. sallying forth and, you know, facing your demons, your dragons, whatever they may be. And that's all of your own shit and your ancestral shit and your cultural shit that has been accumulated, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of standing there and saying, like, what will, like... How can I be better, like? Yeah, exactly. And facing down your own demons. And then the, the treasure that you get from the dragon's lair <laughs> is your own is you like it's it's the real true you you know and that's like the hero's journey but the, the mentality of that heroic journey is to essentially just go and face your demons down mm-hmm. you know and that's what these medicine journeys are isn't yeah. it it's like it's not all happiness and, and tripping and visuals and having a good time mm-hmm. like you know I was concerned it isn't like um, a jolly old time it's mm-hmm. it's work you know? it is work it's the deepest work and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we went on a bit of a journey before we even started rolling here where you would ask me about kind of my mm-hmm. my journey into it. And I can, I can talk yeah, about absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we're here, um, brother. Yeah. Um, I first heard about ayahuasca about five years ago. And as I was saying, the minute I heard about it, I was like, that sounds like something that I've heard before, or it sounds like something that's aligned with me, this truth and that, this growth in it. Um, and I just heard about it just through this uh, this guy used to set up a table opposite my apartment in in los angeles and he would just have empathy five cents on the front of it and he'd be sitting there and it'd be just a chair opposite him outside the community garden uh with it the, was like a school community garden with their school kids used to go in and, and, and other people used to attend the garden and he'd just sit outside it for like three hours every saturday morning and i just went up to him and i was like dude what are you doing and he goes i'm just offering empathy to people like that's all i'm doing i'm just sitting here and if anyone who's walking by needs empathy or just needs something to listen to them i'm here and something about that radical so simple in 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 practice but so radical in theory like he's just there to give and i was like interested in him so he, he used to run this thing called radical empathy at his house he was a psychologist uh, and a, 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 a psychotherapist and he used to run this thing at his house every week where people would show up and he have this card of like instructions of how to how to follow and give empathy to people and you would swap over roles you'd receive empathy then you'd give empathy and it was like group therapy and it was just from that i just remember going this guy is really trying to be his best self but trying to help others and i attributed a lot of and um, what he spoke about in ayahuasca to his positive traits and um, so i got offered an opportunity to go and do ceremony while i was living in la and i didn't uh, just didn't transpire it wasn't in the flow and uh, ultimately i decided then after living in la for two and a half years that it was time for me to kind of pack up my life there and um, before coming back to, to to ireland to start to build my own kind of uh 
life here and future and work here and um, i needed to go to the source of the medicine and go to peru it had really uh, hooked me that much that i felt like i needed to go and investigate this that it was something that um was going to be good for me and was ultimately going to help me just be a better person and show me things that i needed to look at and and um, i went to uh to mendocino as i was saying and i worked with the great plants up there the marijuana plant and um, and was was cultivating that and, and helping there and i managed to save some money and flew to new york for halloween and then from there I went dropped into ecuador and i started to make my way down through south america and really started to understand the south american culture around community around uh songs the icaros and um, started to just get a flavor for that as i was journeying down and then landed in peru and was in Peru for two months and the main purpose of the whole trip was ayahuasca and I made my way out to Pucallpa which is uh, it's south east of the Amazon in the uh, Ucayali River region um, and I, I actually had an interesting uh, interesting way to finding my my shaman um, and not to, to demystify shaman to find my facilitator, to find the, the person that was going to help hold space for me to journey with myself, who was going to, you know, cook the medicine, basically, who had a safe space for me to go and do that. That's what a shaman really is in this realm. Anyway, who, who has the songs, that has the lineage, that has the experience, who can help you help yourself, really. Um, but the first shaman that I investigated was a guy called um, Juan, uh, well, his name was Don Jose Campos. And he was... Um, he was like the shaman, you know, he was in uh, Iquitos and uh, I researched him and I found out at the time he came through a source. I always go through friends for this sort of stuff, which uh -huh. is, I think is really important. Don't, don't just jump online and jump on some tourism, ayahuasca tourism thing. Go and investigate your personal connections. People you know have had good experiences in good spaces that the energy has been held in a way. Like follow that, you know, because it's proven there's, there's a link there. It's safer. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, this guy was in prison in Paris for uh, for facilitating ayahuasca. The French are really hard on hallucinogens and freedom of consciousness, and he was in prison. So I was like, oh, whoa! That's the first the first person I looked to who I has come as a really good source is not even in Peru. He's locked up in, in Paris. Wow. The second shaman, which is recommended through a therapist friend of mine who was living in San Francisco, uh, was a guy called Don Marcial. Okay. He lives in Pucallpa, or had lived in Pucallpa, and I found that he was actually, uh, and this is again, I'm demystifying, but I'm also given the darkness with the light. I'd found out that he had been shot in the head for practicing dark work with the medicine. So wow. someone had, some of the community there had uh, seen that he was not using the medicine well and uh, ultimately ended his life. So I was there in Peru without you know, my, my place to go, but, but wanting to really investigate the medicine. I was like, whoa, the first two paths that I've really gone down have shown me that maybe this isn't for, for the right time. And I was trying to listen to the omens. I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of mad. But this guy, Don Marcial, had, uh, had a young, uh, younger uh, American guy who was studying under him, who was trying to learn the medicine. And um, Justin, who had recommended uh, Don Marcial to me, was like, yeah, this guy Gabriel was studying under him, seemed really good. Maybe you should uh, get in touch with him. So I was like, okay. Uh, got linked to his Facebook profile, sent him a message. I was like, how are you, Gabriel? Um, I'm, I'm just curious about the course that you're on, where it is. And the first thing he said to me was like, this isn't a cookie cutter thing. If you're serious about doing the work and you want to you know, learn about the medicine, but not just come and do ayahuasca if you want to learn about the dieta which is all of the plants the holistic approach to this if you want to come into the amazon you want to really learn then 
we can work together. And I just loved that straight off the bat. I was like, he's fucking straight on. Like he's, he's, I'm not fucking around. I was like, okay, really, really like this guy. So messages exchanged, told me how to prepare a couple of weeks of preparation, you know, no meat, no sex, no drugs, no, you know, uh, bad energy, um, you know, uh, not to be eating the, the wrong things. Yeah, no sugar, no no heavy salted foods. And um, to just protect yourself for a couple of weeks so you're coming in at a good baseline. So I ended up meeting him and he, I went to Pukalpa and it's like somewhere from Thailand, like a little town from Thailand, tuk-tuks everywhere. I'm in, I'm in the Amazon, I'm like, this is, this is mad. And uh, he met me at the airport and shows him, he's like, Marquito, what's up? How are you? And I was like, what's up, man? How are you? He goes, I'm Gabriel Patrick Lynch. And I was like, your what? name is Patrick Lynch. I was like, so I've come all the way to Peru. What? And I was like, you're pa- Patrick Lynch, yeah. So ended up just being like, this is kind of nuts. My, my shaman's called Gabriel, the angel Gabriel. And his mm. second name and his last name is Patrick Lynch. He's of Irish descent. First, I think his, his dad had moved over. His granddad had moved to Pennsylvania. I think he's second or he's third generation. Had moved to Pennsylvania. And he'd been living in Peru for 10 years. Mm. He was, uh, he studied Eastern medicine in China. And he, uh, he was just really trying to learn. He'd done Kung Fu, he'd studied meditation. Uh, he, he'd lived with like uh, this amazing Chinese kind of guru, teacher, I'd say more of a teacher. And then had been in, had been in Peru for 10 years and uh, was looked Peruvian, you know, like really yeah. brown skin, dark hair, dark features, and looked like a Shipibu tribe member. And I'd heard from other people that his songs and the Icaros that he sung are like so akin to the to the uh, Shipibu tribe, you know, like thousand year old songs. And he's he's really a great facilitator and really a great person. So met him, and he was just super direct, very, very calm guy, just really direct with his communication. So I stayed with him in his uh, in his kind of uh, hot spring. Uh, retreat center that he was just starting to build for three weeks three and a half weeks and during that time I had three different ceremonies and um, when I first got there he he said look you've come ready I can see your energy is good you're ready to go here there's a purging plant called one cowie satcha and it was just this kind of taro leaf uh, leafed plant and he just took one leaf off ground it up put it in the tea and morning one was like do you want to purge today like to reset yourself in order for you to be in a good place to mm-hmm. to really be able to let the medicine do the work in, in your body in your mind and your energy and I was like sure man so drank this tea and about an hour later I mean I could just feel uh, no 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 hallucinogens no nothing but this was just purging during the day mm-hmm. this was so 8am drank 9am I'm in my hut and just I can just feel and I'm drinking loads of water to try and help it move around but I can just feel it just getting into my intestines it's getting into my gut it's getting into like all the parts of my liver and it's just excruciating it's just working its way around my body like like rinsing out a cloth and I'm just constantly purging for about nine hours and every so often yeah girl who was one of the other guys who was in the retreat center. There's only four of us there the whole time. And yeah. um, really remote. And there was a couple of workers, a couple of Peruvian workers building. And I was just there and I remember just lying there. And he was like, Marquito, keep drinking the water, keep drinking the water. And I must've gotten to about four liters of, of my own. It had come through me. And right at the very end, I was just like, Ugh. and this last bit that came up was like, I can only describe it as like bile. It was just the rawest, most acidic form of just toxins that had been stored in, in all of those organisms. And I remember, and then I, then I just felt this release. And I was like, okay, I'm so healthy. I'm probably the healthiest I've ever been. It's all worked its way through me. Mm. And then three nights later, I had my first ceremony. 
and it was in my hut. I, it was the whole center that he has. It's called Ampiri Ampiri Ayahuasca. is uh, is on a hot spring river. So beautiful because you, you get on on the, on the river. You get into this symbiotic relationship with nature. You mm. fucking man, you'd love it. You're you're drinking from the river. You're washing in the river. You're shitting in the river. And it's all going back to nature. Toucans are coming and washing the river at five o'clock in the morning. They're waking you up, and there's like monkeys and snakes and lizards and butterflies and um, owls and all this stuff. And you're just like, you just start to get into that pace of how we would be if we weren't living in this, you know, constructed augmented reality that's put on top of the natural world. This is how we would live, and this yeah. is how we have lived in harmony with the planet for thousands of years. And yeah, my first ceremony was heavy. Um, I went back and was, was forced to look at uh, some deeply rooted fears I had around my father and my grandfather. Uh, on that side, my grandfather was an alcoholic, my father was an alcoholic. Uh, my mother raised me and, and when I was in the womb, like when I was four months in the womb, my mom decided to raise me on her own. And uh, I remember always having a fear that I never knew I had that I would one day end up to be like my father, one day end up becoming an alcoholic and, 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 and being really destructive and, and allowing and, and I was lying in the river it was about four hours into the ceremony and I've purged a lot and I've had a lot of visions I've had a lot of like deep fear based visions and ayahuasca is known if you don't do the work it can sometimes be like a river of misperception if you're not grounded if you've not done the diet if you're not doing the work on yourself and by doing the work I mean have a healthy life have a good relationship with yourself not have energies around you that you feel aren't aren't aligned with you not 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 be telling lies not be living you know not be doing drugs not be not be doing stuff that is destructive to your body and your mind and the planet um so i was in it and a lot of this projections and a lot of stuff were coming at me and i was going okay that's that's a projection that's a fear okay that's true and and, and all this stuff would come at you and then you'd find something that's really really true and you'd go with that you'd, you'd allow it to just flow through you and the songs that are being sung the Icaros are creating a protecting environment when you're in there to keep you safe, but also to guide the medicine around you and, and take you off where you need to see where you need to see these things. So I remember I was lying in the river. I lay I was just lying back in the heat of this hot spring river. It must have been about four o'clock in the morning. It was so intense and I had uh, just purged a lot, so I was quite dehydrated anyway. Mm. And I was in the river and I was naked and I was just lying there and all of a sudden I just saw this hand and it was Yagel, this amazing human being and he just pulled me up out of the river and I'm standing on the bank and he's like, Marco, are you alright? You look really like, you look really weak, you look really faint and pale. I was just like, oh brother, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden I just released and um, you can take that whatever way you want. I released, <laughs> I released from both ends yeah. and I just yeah. instantly felt this, uh, this demon leave me, this like, this fear and I felt like the demons, and I, when I say demons, I mean addictive tendencies, I mean deeply rooted fears in my subconscious that I will one day fail myself and fail why I'm here and, and uh, not, not live in my truth, that I would become an alcoholic, that I would take on my father and my ancestral trauma left me in that moment and I felt it very deeply, felt it leave me. And uh, all of a sudden, it was like, it was like someone was suffocating me and all of a sudden there was like, my, my mask was ripped off and the fresh air of all of the trees around me came in and I was just like oh I'm actually alive and I'm, I'm I am I'm never going to be that and all those fears just left me in that moment and that's just one small example and we, we could talk, I could speak to you Joey for fucking 12 13 hours <laughs> about all the learnings and the unpackings yeah. but that was the first real shift that I wasn't even aware of that was in me that I had to let go of well, that's what I was going to ask you I was going to say like, like you, you spoke about your grandfather and your father and like 
was that part of your inspiration for going or was it just that you because for me like it was quite like i didn't quite know what the fuck was wrong but mm. i just knew it's like neo in the matrix you know what i mean it's yeah. just like oh yeah like he just feels like off you know what i mean i always felt that yeah. and and then through the ceremonies like it became clear. Like, whoa that's what was going on you know what i mean yeah. like that like what did you know beforehand no or you just felt i didn't know I, I had no idea i was like i'm at peace with my father and that's the thing my mother and my grandmother and all the family I had around but mainly my mother did such a beautiful job being mother and father and she mm. did everything for me she fucking worked so hard so i could have everything but also it was hard on me and fair I never wanted for anything, so I never felt like I missed out on anything in my life. I actually feel so privileged and so blessed and so grateful. So I was like, oh, I don't have that. Like my dad, my dad had passed when I was 19, you know. Uh, so I was 24, I believe, when I was in the Amazon. So I was like, that was five years ago. And even at the time, I didn't shed a tear. I was like very at peace with it. I was like, I didn't know the man so well. He was in, intermittently in my life. So I didn't even know that that existed in me. Yeah. Um, and then then but i but i really knew it when it left me you know what i mean mm. so uh so yeah no i didn't and, and i love that you, you said that yourself you're like you and i feel like so many people don't know exactly what it is because they've never they've never had it so polarized to them and brought to their attention because your life is constantly full of activity and all these different things are going on and it's so layered and so busy and so full of technology and family and friends and commitments and conditioning that you don't actually get a chance to just fucking sit and, and maybe take a look at yeah. what is what's going on beneath the surface and i feel like that's what ayahuasca does it peels back the layers and that's why it's been used for hundreds of thousands of years by by shamans by by just indigenous tribes by our ancestors to fucking ask questions of themselves ask questions of of where should i go what's true for me what can i let go of what's not helping me how do i heal and that's that's why i've, I've continued to use it you know and even in in the last month like I've come back now and I did three ceremonies there and last month I went to Israel I went to Tel Aviv and went up into the beautiful nature it was the first week of spring with with my girlfriend and and um, we're in such a loving relationship and she has a lot of stuff that she's wanted to look at and I've spoken about the medicine to her and she's like you know I think that's right for me I really feel that and we went and we're in, held in a space there with, with uh, Gabriel. So Gabriel's come over and stayed with me a couple of times in Ireland. He was here for Christmas and um, he's come over uh, with Doris, his partner who is uh, Israeli, but she's Palestinian, excuse me. Um, and we went and just were in a space that th this, this was my fourth time ever sitting with the medicine. And I've been on the journey. Like I was at the time when I had ayahuasca, the first set of ceremonies, I had nothing. I was just on a journey like, after I went and lived in a hut uh, on on Maui at, at the bottom of a permaculture farm in, in a garden, <laughs> like I had nothing barefoot, I had nothing. And since then, I've come back to Dublin and I've cultivated uh, beautiful relationships and beautiful friendships and started to find what I'm meant to be doing. Uh, I think with my energy, a true storytelling, all that. So I've built all of this stuff, and now there's like a foundation. And I felt like I've come full circle. I've given it two years of, and now the time is like, who am I now, mm. and what can I see now? And um, this time around, it just basically showed me that uh, that I need to be very cautious of like technology and I need to be very cautious of energy that's around me. And I need to try and get in touch with my family more. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was quite simple this time, but it ultimately showed me the goodness inside myself that I'm actually, I'm good, I'm aligned and just to continue and to be true and to be good, try and just be good to people and be good to the planet, but ultimately to just keep going, but be aware of how technology is taking our energy away and 
try to get into nature much more. It was very simple things, but at the same time, fucking important things. Uh, and, and Mary Kate did deep work as well. And it was just the light air beside her and she was going through a lot and I was going through a lot. And ultimately it was an overwhelmingly powerful, it's, it's like people say, is it intellectual? Is it emotional? Mm. Is it mental? Like, and I know at the start I, was, I, wanted, I wanted to make it demystified and I wanted to make it accessible <laughs> to people. But at the same time, for me, in my experience, it is everything. It is, it is when you're there, it's not a vision, it's not a trip, it's not just like a feeling in your body. It's a holistic approach to every single part of your life is looked at and, and, and called up. And is you're sitting with an energy. When you drink ayahuasca, did you ever did you feel the grandmother's presence, like the, the presence of this divine feminine mother earth energy that's here to just teach you and show you how to be better? Like you feel it's 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 an energy that you feel as a being as a living entity inside you like and it is uh, distinctly female as well which it is. is an interesting thing you know um i had a really interesting one of the ceremonies i did five ceremonies in the space of 10 days but in one of the ceremonies i just had this um really like it was complete blackness it was just like i was alone and then I, I could feel this because like people think it's like very visual for me it, well it wasn't like super visual thing it was very like feeling and yes visual but like more on the edge of my vision than anything if that makes sense and um, but this blue female energy embraced me and took me by the hand and then like hmm. led me inside my own chest and I swam inside my own body and I swam through every corner of my own being and like the at the end of it I was it sounds strange but at the end of it I was embracing myself hmm. doesn't sound strange and like reassuring myself that you know I was good to a certain extent hmm. like that was the message from it was like you know stop being so hard on yourself like, like you doing good you're doing your best your fiber is, is good like you mean well you know what i mean and it, yeah. boy, it was just incredible like being led by the hand inside my own body and swimming through my own it was in, insane it's so hard to like vocalize something like it that. All, it makes total sense yeah man. yeah but what, what i wanted to say there you just tweaked it with me there when you were talking about mysticism and about like visual versus emotional like people have this have a belief about have different beliefs about what is going on so you know the traditional belief is that the plants have a spirit you know mm -hmm. that like through ingesting the plants you're connecting with the spirit of the plant and that in turn is kind of connecting you with the greater life force mm -hmm. of the earth to a certain mm -hmm. extent and in turn connecting you to yourself because we are all part of that mm -hmm. life force you know yep. and and then there's people that believe you're entering another dimension to a certain extent mm -hmm. and, and like communing with these beings mm -hmm. and like i don't have like a hard belief on it yeah and um, but if i was pushed to make a, a call i would say that we are essentially all of this stuff comes from us comes from inside of us but also from the greater energy of the world and the universe because we are a part of that but I think ultimately like we're communing with the divine inside of ourselves rather than this like extraterrestrial or like other dimensional yeah. kind of beings but i'm interested to hear what you think of it like because everyone has a different view yeah. on it you know i know yeah. people that fully believe that this is like an interdimensional uh, communication kind of gateway type thing um, 
and I'm more pushed towards the divine within myself yeah. type of angle. You know? The universal. We are all one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel like when you when you were when you were describing the two interpretations, that the second one is more like DMT. Yes. It's more like that. You smoke this substance, and then all of a sudden, for like. 10 to 15 minutes you're transported somewhere else and it's quick you're in and it's so so strong but anyone who's journeyed with ayahuasca i feel because it's much much longer and you've more time to sit with it and there's more of a conversation that you can't help but only really come away with the first one and um, but again i'm open to allowing anyone to interpret their experience whatever way they want but for me my truth is that um of eighty thousand different types of plant combinations the first people to ever, ever brew ayahuasca and ever uh, drink the, the, the medicine, the tea or whatever you want to call it, and when asked how they knew what to put together out of 80,000 different types of plants combinations, now you've got to remember you've got a leaf, just a leaf, a chacruna leaf, which contains dimethyltryptamine, which your brain produces itself when you're in deep REM sleep. So you're, that's, that's why they say the subconscious is very important and people don't necessarily understand dreams. And it's also excreted when you die, when you pass over, when your body dies, it gets, which is what, when people talk about that white tunnel of light and they're going into the other world with people who've had near-death experiences. So first of all, how did the tribes know that this leaf contained that? There's, there's no lab, there's no testing. They're very supposedly very primitive beings living in the jungle. Yeah. But then on top of that, there's a vine that grows, like a vine, not another leaf, a vine, that the vine has an inhibitor in it or should I say an inhibitor blocker, because there's enzymes in your stomach that if you were to just have the leaf on its own, uh, the enzymes in your stomach would block the, the passage of dimethyltryptamine, so nothing would happen, basically. But the tribes knew, that just, and when I say tribes, they're just people living in the jungle. They knew to put the vine with the leaf in order, for, and, and cook it together and brew it together to make kind of like a syrup, which is mm. what ayahuasca is. It's kind of like a like a chocolatey coloured syrup. So it certainly doesn't taste <laughs> it doesn't like chocolate. Taste like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so that alone, when, when asked how they knew to put them together, they said the plants told them, mm. which I fully believe. Mm. So when you look at us objectively, if you were to zoom way out of our planet uh, and look at the universe and look at the fact that our galaxy's here, you've got our Milky Way, our solar system, you've got two trillion other galaxies, right? First and foremost. So like we're really, really small. And then when you just look at our planet, we're living species on this rock. So are plants, so are reptiles. So like when you just zoom out and you, if you've categorized just living organisms on the planet, like we're so similar to plants. We need the sun, we need water, we need to be in good soil. Um, and I see us very much growing like plants. So by us ingesting these plants, uh, we're, become, we're tapping into that uh, information that like like mushrooms mushrooms are so intelligent they communicate under under the under the surface of the earth and there's a there's a whole web under the planet where all of these mushrooms tr transfer information about the trees and they keep the trees alive oh they keep the trees like it's fascinating yeah so for me it's like i feel like there's a deeper consciousness there and i feel like there's a war on consciousness i think that our society and capitalism and the framework that's set up uh they they don't want people to have freedom over their own consciousness which is why these very simple substances that can allow us to reach higher states of being 
are forbidden. Because if we all started to reach these higher states of being, we would reject the frameworks that are killing the planet that are no longer serving us. So for me, it's absolutely the first one. It's a oneness. Ayahuasca is a oneness. You are going into yourself, but by going into yourself, you're realizing that you are everything and everything is you and we're all connected. And therefore, you don't want to harm other people. Therefore, you don't want to be violent. You don't want to be aggressive. You want to try and live live in harmony with yourself, with the planet. You want to, you want to try and spread love and... Uh, ultimately that's probably why it's so difficult to come back sometimes because you start to get beaten down by society and life and you start to realize it's not so easy it's not so idealistic we can't just live in the jungle if we're to come back from the jungle and spread this message then we're going to need to face the tax man and lighting heating bills and you're going to need to face marketing and you're going to need to face all of these things that are telling you that you have to be a certain way that doesn't probably feel right but it's a fucking, it's, I love the question because it's a, it really touches on what it is we're all here for, which is to live as a oneness together in harmony. And, and ultimately we're not, and the planet is dying. Uh, well, should I say, we're, we're, we're killing parts of the planet that are helping us live. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like the planet, the universe is going, you know, it's around 13 billion years. We're around, you know, human human beings like this. How long are we around? Two and a half million, like uh, since Neanderthals, Homo sapiens, like two and a half million years. Three hundred thousand for Homo sapiens, like it's a blink of an eye. So yeah. the planet will eventually just go. Pachamama, all this will eventually just go. You know what? You're actually not serving me. Mm-hmm. It'll cough and it'll reset itself. But I hope that we try to just help heal the planet and try to help try to go back like can you imagine if people just all got on the same level once and just came together to try and heal and stop doing things that were not good for the planet like within within a couple of years we could turn this around like we really could if everyone just got on the same frequency we could turn it all around so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really trying in my life to help people go and explore their own consciousness because it could help them uh change the way they live to be more in harmony with themselves be happier yeah. um, and I'm not saying this from a higher place I think we're all equal here but I really want people to just try and find their own happiness mm-hmm. I feel like I found happiness and now I'm living back in this capitalistic environment and I'm still living in my truth for the most part you know there's times when I feel beaten down but at the same time I'm the happiest most fulfilled I've ever been and I attribute a lot of that to the medicine and what it showed me you know absolutely and maybe life isn't actually so much about happiness like i feel like everyone chases joy mm. and happiness and that obviously is like something that is great but maybe meaning or maybe like deep connection is more fulfilling yeah. than joy do you know what yeah. i mean like so like it's like, a need like yeah yeah we absolutely. need to be connected to other yeah. people like we're primitive beings and we're more disconnected than we've ever been you know what mm. i mean and this is like we're connected digitally to each other and but like people there's bubbles of people like i feel like the world is like people are separating like there's people who are looking at themselves trying to to figure out what what the hell is going on and what part do i play in this and how can i like be more like conscious to a certain extent and then there's like nearly a gap where the gap is getting wider and wider between people who are hurt looking for that and people who are on the other side of the coin where we're going mm. deeper into this corporate like just consumerism like uh, mm. you know bullshit tv just chilling them for the brain and like, yeah. 
was some people are switching off and some people are switching on and like and there's no blame either like you know like well now everyone's a, everyone's a victim like we're all just we're all just trying our best i think we're all just chimpanzees we don't even know what's yeah. going on like you know what i mean like we're and i think that's something you're trying to do which is something i fucking really admire you're trying to help people help themselves mm. because it's nobody's fault like that's the thing when we're even talking about society and capitalism and all this stuff and it's it's not it's not anybody's fault that things are the way it is like we're all just a product of our environment 100%. but there are answers there there are other ways mm. to live there are other there, you're not alone like there's mm. other ways to be and that's why i love what you're rewilding that's why i love what your philosophy and even the newsletter that you send out was like whenever i get that i always feel conflicted because i'm like i've got 50 million emails to read here that <laughs> I, I i i feel are important and then i get an email from you and i'm like What's really important is for me to actually stop this and just read whatever Jody's sending me because it's probably only positivity and goodness oh, and, and self-help, you know? So Very kind of you, mate. Uh, yeah, I think that's what we share. We're, just, we're ultimately yeah. not from a hierarchical place, but from a place within we're trying to go, look, look around. There's other answers. Get in touch with nature yourself. Mm. Like, you know, it's no one's fault that things are the way they are. But you don't have to drink the fucking Kool-Aid. There's other, there's other ways to live. Mm. And there's no right answer. You know, it's an experiment. While we're here, like, you're never going to reach a place where you're like, Oh, that's it now. I, I, I'm there. It's a constant work. It's a constant process. Like working on yourself and working on, and um, trying to trying to meet these connections and, and and be you know true and and loving. Trying trying to find love inside yourself for yourself and trying to find love for other people. It's a constant ongoing and it's like I feel like life is a is a consecutive uh, series of like chess matches. Like you've got family, <laughs> you've got work, you've got life, you've got your health, 100%. and you're just like. And not that you're trying to like win, but you're trying to constantly like help things move forward. But once you focus or too much of your attention gets pulled to one of these games or one of these uh, factors, other things suffer. And then you go, oh, I'm out of alignment. I gotta get, gotta get back 100%. there. You know. And how do you manage that? Like, because what you're saying there like resonates so deeply with me. It's like this thing of like I want to spend time with my family. I want to like put more time into my friendships and make them stronger. At the same time, I, like I want to like put more goodness out into the world. I want to try and do more things. And then like you focus on one thing and the other stuff falls off. And then like how do you hold that center point? Because like I know you've got the shitload of stuff going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so how how do you hold that center point? It's a constant readjustment. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like the, the really honest answer is Jody, I don't. I don't hold the center point all the time. I, I'm even even in this moment. I feel very out of balance. Mm. I've probably worked some. I've probably worked like sixteen hours over the last five. When I say work, I mean live. I'm, I'm, I love what I do, and that's that. Sometimes is harmful because you never stop. But yeah. like, I mean, without the support of of my partner, my lover, my friends, the people that are around me in collective, the people that, and um, my family, but like. I met my mom today for coffee, right? And I spent like 25 minutes with her. And I, le I left and I had to run back to go to a meeting. And I left feeling like, like why am I spending three or four hours with my man? Why aren't we like going for a hike or doing something? Mm. Like, and then I came back and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, at, I'm at a point where sometimes I'm not at a center point. But how do I get back to that? Time well, what are your strategies like that you use? What, 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 what do I use? I go to nature, man. I get it. I turn the phone off and I go to nature and I surround myself with people that fill me up and people that I feel I share a love with or a connection with. And I, I listen to music. I go and dance. I get into fucking nature. I, I sweat. I think sweating and just exercise. We're such primitive beings. I, if I go and just blast out 
like work my body, just push my body. Yeah. All my problems that I had before I went to work out, and not problems, but challenges or pressures, are not, not half as overwhelming because I've had a release. I think, I think uh, love and I think sex is really important. I think actually uh, having that release in your life and having that connection. It's the closeness of the, that. Intimacy, so, man. Yeah, yeah. Just the hug. Like, yeah. I think in, intimacy. Sorry, I want to correct myself. It's not just sex. Mm-hmm. Having real intimacy, being able to hug your brother or your mother or lie in bed with your partner and just play with their hair or like <laughs> go and get a massage from one of your friends who, who loves you or just even just, like, even just like that. How are you, brother? And asking people how they are. Because usually if you ask someone how they are and you really care, they'll tell you. But they might also go, how are you? And then it's an opportunity for you to share. So having dialogue that resonates, man. Having conversations where you feel it like. It's funny you you said that dialogue that resonates. I've heard you say that several times. And I actually wrote it down. But I was at your... your, podcast out your podcast uh, truth bangers check it out <laughs> which is awesome yeah. and the live podcast and yeah when i heard dialogue that resonates that's i love that that's fucking it man that's what we're, i feel that's we're doing right chasing. now yeah like irrespective like, of a fucking a camera and a fucking mic we're yeah. still just we're having like i'm buzzed off just feeling like you care about me yeah. but also feeling like you know i care about you yeah. and what we're talking about here is um it's, it's stuff that it's really meaningful in our lives. Mm. It's really, on a deep level, it means something to us. Absolutely. So by talking about that, it, it makes you feel better about being alive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, <laughs> I, mean, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm blown open at the moment because I'm quite off, off balance today. But, I love it. Um, I feel like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go this weekend, I'll go and box tomorrow morning, I'll go to La Hinch for the weekend, I'll get in the water, I'll probably, you know, share more of these conversations and, and, and have closeness with some of my friends. I'm going to meet up with a good friend of mine tomorrow morning and have a coffee and just chat to him about music. And then I'll probably probably make love, man. And that'll probably you know, be grand then. You know Sounds I mean? like a fabulous day. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Because I feel like you, I, when I look at you, I feel like you have more balance. And this is, this is again, the That's doubt. Funny. I feel like you're more balanced than I am. You're in nature. You're like, you're connected to yourself. You're working out all the time. You're always up early meditating. Like, like... You're, you're writing a lot I feel like I feel like you have actually a lot of answers to that's this funny yeah now like <laughs> I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm, I'm trying to catch up with myself all the time that's how I to be honest with you like it's like I get these weird things where I feel like I, I'm I'm looking at like I should be in this place or I should have this done and it's like I'm constantly behind myself and I'm trying to not be like, like that so much I'm trying to actually just like things are happening like and that's something that I look at you and it's like you say all in the flow you know what I mean which mm. is the way it is there's no point in like beating yourself up because you didn't like write a newsletter this week or, or whatever you know you didn't do this or you didn't do that it's if it's happening it's happening if it's not it's not you know what I mean and mm. you it's can't yeah, yeah you can't have be to just yourself. flow with it you know mm. and like things are happening you know but I always have this pressure when I'm trying to like uh, I think I should be further on than I am mm. And that's a that's a bad thing, you know. It's like even with this, with, with with recording and stuff, it's like I'd be like, oh, I should have this type of equipment, or I should have this. And it's like, no, just get it done. Just start, just man. Do it, yeah. and and it'll happen. You know what I mean? And, but yeah, like, like maybe that's part of like social media stuff is that we're all like <laughs> comparing. Yeah, we're all competing. Out this, yeah, comparing, we're really competing in some way on yeah, a subconscious like, yeah. level. Or we're just like putting our best foot forward in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? And um. I share that exactly what you're talking about. I, I think of social media like as a I try to use it as a um, 
school as a way to keep myself uh, answerable mm. rather than a a way to like you know like show off mm. like keep I'm, yourself answerable as in set set keep it. myself accountable yeah. yeah so it's like so if i'm if i'm meditating you know what i mean i was like this if i say i'm meditating well then i want to have to show that and, and show the goods mm. you know what i mean I yeah. mean, like if i say i'm like training or if i say I'm, if I'm saying things other people you should do this or this could be good for you to do then if i'm not doing it that's mm. hypocritical you know what mm. i mean and that that was a big thing there was a lot of this stuff like that when i came back from peru it was like i was you know saying things but i wasn't necessarily doing the business you know mm. um, but are you doing then things then for yourself well or, yeah i'm doing it because but, but like it's a the social media is a way for me to keep myself accountable you know to myself as well because yeah, yeah that is stuff that I, I want to be doing like it but it's easy to it's easy to uh distract yourself are like, people connecting with what you're putting out yeah i feel like they are yeah I yeah, feel like, are yeah well, I feel like they are i feel like a lot of people like see the value in in like nature now like so many people you see this with the rise of like the swim rise stuff and like oh there's so many things now are outdoors orientated i love that community orientated mm -hmm. you know people are getting together getting into the outdoors doing breath work you know like, was that a, a wim rise with, with breathe and Niall a while ago and there's like 120 people on the beach doing it's breath amazing, work you know what I mean? it's like yes but um yeah i feel like people are, are connecting with that stuff and it's um i'm trying to be just more authentically me like that's and i'm still figuring out what exactly that is you know what I mean? and what that looks like and where know, do you want to take it talking about accountability here's an opportunity to to talk about let's say where yeah. like, where would you like to so like ultimately i i there's i see a central like brand of this ancestral uh, health thing which is good for everybody and the problem with that is that it encompasses so many different things mm -hmm from like our physical to our mental to our spiritual well-being and i don't think you can separate any of those things so the problem that i have is this massive web of different things that i need to to attack so I'm, I'm, at the moment i'm trying to figure out which which of these are most accessible and the most important for people you know what i mean and like nature obviously is definitely in there breathing is a big one movement of course is in there um, and which what are the big ones that that people need you know what, I mean? what are the ones the low-hanging fruit that are going to make the biggest difference for people and um, yeah like that people can actually start and and, and follow through it like you know. yeah like without without causing too much uh you know disruption to their life like you know like you don't have to move out into rural setting yeah. or going to integrate it yeah, yeah. You know, like, like and what are the things that you can honor your your like ancestral way of that we've evolved and do the best for yourself in all of those regards physical mental and spiritual and, and live a happy life and be healthy like and like there's so many issues with the health and fitness industry like that like there's so much of that stuff where people feel like they have to go to the gym and like four times a week and smash themselves and if they're not like dying with sweat they didn't do what they need to be done it's almost this like self punishment uh, and i hate that idea of it you know what i mean i, I hate that thing it, it, like i feel like everybody now has to start educating themselves about health about like their own biology because you can't trust anything out there now anyone who's selling health and fitness to you like a lot of that stuff is absolute like codswap you know mm -hmm. I mean? and, 
and it's designed to, to tap into your insecurities and to take your money out of your room, mm. you know what I mean? Like any short-term stuff, so it's like we have to educate ourselves on it. But yeah, that's part of it. And then like the work that I'm doing with with the men, with Rewilding and all of that stuff, like that's all based on my own experiences. As, like I, everybody is disconnected now. Everybody needs to do this work. But I feel like I, the journey that I've gone through with my own like dealings with my masculine like an inability to express emotion and all that stuff is somewhere that I can work and help men with, you know. So that's so people get maybe the wrong idea about that, I suppose. Sometimes like you can't do anything that excludes women now or people yeah. get like their back up a little yeah. bit about it. So I find I have to like explain that a little bit mm-hmm. It's kind of like, ooh, it can be touch and go sometimes. But I mean, like, there's an imbalance in the world right now, right? And that's as a result of toxic male ego, right? And, and in order for men to come together to address that, they, they need to do that sometimes in, in groups where it's only men. And that's like, that's in order for the planet to be more equal and beneficial for everybody. Like, and I, I see, like, you see a lot of women's circles. Man, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's the more sister circles and, and women that can come mm. together and share time and share space and heal and hold space, the better. And would you, if you ask a woman, do you feel safer or do you feel more, you can be more vulnerable on your own in a group, in a room full of just women, yeah. would they say yes? I guarantee you they would because there's no predatory male. The same applies for men. Like, men also will feel sometimes safer because they don't have to compete because yeah. there's no w- woman around to have to go, you know, I have to be this macho guy to impress women. Yeah. No, you can just actually relax. And if other men are vulnerable, then you can be vulnerable and that space can be held so men, so men on their own can heal to come back and be better brothers, sisters, you know, brothers, husbands, fathers, all that. So um, any, anyone who's giving you shit about that doesn't understand why you're doing it. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, brother. I love you, brother. I love you too, brother. Thank you so much. And I want to put it on record that um, I'm fucking honored to know you. And I think that you're very inspirational and uh, you're a very cool dude. And I'm watching you closely, mate. And I'm, now that you're going far, you're doing cool things. So. The lines are open, man. I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to have you in my experience. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not going anywhere other than just in and, 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 and that's it, you know. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Thank you, man. Hug it out. Yes. I love you, Bill. Love you too, man. Thank you. That was fucking beautiful. Yes.